Did you ever think you would make it? I feel I'm so close I could take sweet victory. I know this life meant for me. Yeah, why would you bet on Goliath when we got bet David? Value taming, giving values contagious. This world of entrepreneurs, we can't no value the haters. How they run, homie, look what I become. I'm the, I'm the one. Some people are asking a question about Steven Crowder. Let me tell you guys what happened with Steven Crowder. Steven Crowder, we had in the past tried to get him on the podcast, Rob. I think we reached out a couple times in the past. Correct. And then after the video he did, calling out Daily Wire, uh, his camp reached out saying Steven Crowder would like to come on the podcast. We said, yeah, no problem. We scheduled for a Wednesday to be on the podcast. And uh, that uh, uh, Monday morning or Sunday, uh, we got an email saying, well, a, a family emergency took place and he can't be here, which we said, listen, family emergency happens. We understand it. Uh, uh, you know, maybe we can do it earlier or a different date. No, he can't do it. It's a major family emergency. He can't be there. No problem. Then uh, what was very uh, uh, interesting is that even though there was a family emergency, that Monday after the family emergency was on Tim Pool's podcast. Weird. Okay. So uh, you go on Tim Pool's podcast, but you tell us there's a family emergency that happens specifically on Wednesday, but you can do, because typically when it's a family emergency, you may be taking a few days off. So here's all I will say. Guys, we've dealt with presidents. We've dealt with billionaires. We've dealt with uh, uh, the athletes, Kobe Bryant, Kevin Hart. We've dealt with like AAA listers, which everybody that becomes an A-listers, everybody is typically doing what? What can we do for you? Accommodate you. Hey, all this other stuff, right? Mm -hmm. And we've never had a person that cancels like that and just says, hey, you know, and then later on the email comes, well, we can't do it right now. Maybe later on you'll be the first for us to talk. And we don't play those games. We don't like those games. So there is a part of it where you think some of the criticism that he got, if it was real or not, we don't know. Again, I've never spoken to him. I've never had a call with him. I've never had a sit down with him. We were more than happy to... uh, uh, to have a uh, civil conversation here to see what took place with a guy like that. But for those of you that are fans of his, that were expecting him to be here, they canceled last minute due to family emergency and still went on Tim Pool podcast on that Monday instead of a Wednesday. We're not sitting here saying we know what the emergency was or not. I'm just telling you I'm not accustomed to a family emergency taking place, yet you go to a different podcast on a Monday. So that mm-hmm. is for the people that are asking about Crowder. Now, having said that, uh, James O'Keefe was scheduled to be here today. James and I are texting right now each other. We are trying to get him to be on the podcast tomorrow. We don't know if it's going to happen or not. We got to get him on a flight. He's coming from a different place, disclosed, uh, undisclosed location. We got to get him in here. So if you see us having a podcast tomorrow with James O'Keefe, it may happen. So, But I can't guarantee you until James is sitting here. And there's two other big, massive names we're working on that reached out to us to be on the podcast. We won't announce it. Until it happens. Moving yeah. forward, mm-hmm. once we know, we'll uh, uh, we'll let you know when we're going live with these guys. There's a lot of interesting people. I had a very, very, very interesting call with somebody yesterday who is extremely uh, 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 a name that everybody knows, a name that's a, that we're working on some big projects as well to potentially come on the podcast. But we'll see what's going to happen with Calendar. Were you going to say something? I just wanted to address back yeah. to the Steven Crowder thing. I don't, do we want to get into what happened with Ben Shapiro and all that? I mean, it's very public at this point. Sure, go for yeah. it. But I, I guess what are the details of what happened? I, I, I There's things you follow and there's, there's things you follow kind of, you know, peripherally. I saw what was going on, but I what I did see was – Ben Shapiro's response, he was not happy of with this gentleman. Of course not. <laughs> he was not happy whatsoever. What was your take on Shapiro, Crowder, Daily Wire? What, what exactly happened? So let me, you know? let me give you a uh, dis- disclaimer so everybody knows. I don't have a relationship with Ben Shapiro. Him and I have done one interview together. It was fascinating. The guy's a brilliant mind, but we don't text. We don't talk. We haven't spoken to him. No conversations. The same with Candace Owens. The same with Jeremy Boring. Any of that stuff. There's been zero communication with them at all. An invitation to the podcast, zero. None of that stuff in the last however long it's been, we've had zero conversations with those guys. Mm -hmm. Uh, I think they're very necessary. I think they're very talented. I thought Jeremy Boring to go through the entire contract was uh, extremely bold, extremely confident to do it. Uh, you know, you and that, that's Ben Shapiro's partner for those because he's not a household name. Everyone yeah, knows Shapiro. No, no, but Candace he Owens. is okay. a household name in this space. The Got guy it. is a heavyweight, legit a type of a guy that you would want to have as a president, COO, C-suite, CEO. 
He's the guy. He used to be partners, I believe, years ago with a guy named Zach Levi. Zach Levi is the underdog movie of Kurt Warner. Zach Levi wow, is oh, wow. what do you call the the Shazam guy, the good-looking guy. Yeah, so th- this is not a lightweight guy. This guy right here. He went after Gillette in a way that was freaking okay. epic. Brilliant. So now, as you were, yeah, yeah. So so both of these guys. And by the way, on the other side, Stephen Crowder's maybe uh, at the top of the list of like. Who Bill Maher is at the top of the left, probably Crowder is at the top of the right to be the comedian doing what he does. So mm-hmm. Crowder is a absolute, some will put him at Crowder. the top above everybody uh, on the comedy and political side, debating anyone. He's, he's fantastic what was the at what thing, he does. Uh, his, I learned about Change Crowder when he changed my mind. Yeah. Changed my mind. So, exactly. Yeah, so there, there's that part, and uh, there's a massive, uh, but here's what's going to happen. When a Crowder makes a claim like that, yeah. and you record, and, and Ben Shapiro goes after, why would you record your friend, and you know how, who's going to trust to do business with anybody when you record somebody? Everybody that walks into a room with Steven Crowder is going to be like, this guy's probably recording the conversation. That's on everybody's mind now moving forward oh, damn, when you do something like that. So it's tough when you do business with someone like that. It's ch- So that's what the call out is on the other side. So here's a part. Yeah. Here's a part. Stephen Crowder now, when you go out there and you declare your intentions as publicly as he did, you best back it up. You best back it up. So here's the problem. March of 09, I'm sitting down with a man named Bill. I told him after dinner we had with George Will, I want to announce my mission statement as saving America and bringing back the free enterprise system and hope to American families. He says, this is the mission statement of the company. He says, yes. He says, don't do it. I said, why is that? He says, if you do this, how are you going to be doing it? I said, well, I'm going to work with middle-income families. I'm going to work with minorities. I'm going to teach them about sales, business, capitalism, finance, insurance, how money works. I'm going to help these guys have the mentality of a winner, competitor, discipline, why immigrants come here, the capitalistic uh, mentality, the immigrant mentality. That's what we're going to be doing. He says, if you do that, who's going to be coming to it? I'm planning on having the, uh, the presidents come to our events, senators, governors, people who understand finance, economists, comptrollers, billionaires. I want comedians, Kobe. I want all these guys to come. He says, here's my suggestion to you. If you say something like that from stage, in front of the pulpit, okay, which the event was called Saving America, Doing the Impossible, I was dressed as a, a, a George Washington. You can type in George Washington, Patrick, but David, maybe a picture will show up on Google. <laughs> And I get up and I said, we're going to be doing this. He says, don't do it unless you're 100% committed to it. Hmm. I said, what do you mean? He says, don't do it unless if you're 100% committed to it. Uh, 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 a video of it is somewhere around there that you can find. If you can pause it and not have the audio, that's uh, uh, fast forward a little bit, fast forward a little bit, Late fast forward a little right bit. There. That's me and Jen right there, by the way. Pause it. <laughs> Literally. That's me and Jen right there. Okay? So here's the thing. You are he the says, tallest, brownest jo- George brownest. Washington I've ever seen. So he tells me, he tells me. <laughs> By the way, he t- by the way, the year before I was dressed as George C. Scott, giving the patent speech for five minutes, that which is, is a pretty so epic speech. Okay. I hope whoever's got to send it my way, I want to see it. It's been 15, 16 years. But Crowder, he yeah. says, don't say that mission statement unless you 100% mean it, hmm. and you're going to go out there and advance towards it. He scares the crap out of me. I step away. I don't announce it. I say, I'm not doing it. Oh, really? 30 days goes by, 60 days. I can't sleep right now. I'm so worried about it. Then the day comes, July 17th, that event. I get up and I announce the vision, mission, what we're going to be doing in July of 09, okay? I announce it to everybody. Everybody is flipping fired. This is JW Marriott in Palm Springs. Mm-hmm. Everybody's fired up. You know who's not fired up? I'm not fired up. Because I went to sleep saying, holy shit, mm-hmm. I better freaking do it. <laughs> yeah. So then you see David Walker, the Comptroller General of U.S., comes to the event, and I interview him. Then you see... We bring Santorum. Then President shows up. Then Kobe shows up. Then Kevin Hart shows up. Then everybody's on. Then the events goes from 500 people to 1,000 people to 2,000 people and 5,000 people. MGM Grand Arena, you were there. We're putting concerts with Nelly, with oh, Nikki man. Jam, with Sebastian Maniscalco, with Mario Lopez as the MC, with Shaq, all this stuff. And then it turned into what it is today. Mm-hmm. And now people say, well, what Pat said he did in the insurance space, this is not public information. This is in the insurance space on what I did. And then Valuetainment kind of made some of this stuff be public. Crowder? Has to back it up now. And it sucks. Every night he goes to sleep, everybody's saying, where is it? Who are you signing? What are you doing? You just put yourself on blast. You put Daily Wire on blast. Who are you signing next? Who are you giving a contract to next? What are you going to be doing? That's where he's at. If he does it, Mm -hmm. guess what you got to do to Crowder? Salute. 
if he doesn't do it, you got to say Daily Wire was right. Wow. That's a lot of pressure. Wow. And welcome to the world of competition because it freaking sucks. He's been in it for a while and he's dominated as a talent. Yeah. But it's a very different game to go from a talent to running a company. Last night we had our annual uh, uh, virtual gala at uh, the other event, uh, the building. A federal. And we had you know, 10 plus thousand people on a live Zoom with us watching and we're recognizing all the MVPs, et cetera, et cetera. And at the end, we were having conversations about the, the business during COVID, what happened. Me and one of our guys, uh, co-founders, George, were talking. And I was telling him some of the things that happened with the company. The challenge of dealing with W2 is you realize there's a difference between being a great salesperson. There's a difference between being a great sales leader doing 1099 with an assistant. There's a difference between a startup founder. There's a difference with growing a company with employees in states, regulations, taxes. You're paying on 49 different states and Department of Insurance in 49 different states. Legality, ENO, bullshit, bullshit, legal, law, compliance. It's very, very annoying. So the, you can be a very good salesperson and suck as a sales leader. You can be a great sales leader and suck as a CEO. Absolutely suck as a CEO. This thing is hard. So Crowder can be a very good entertainer mm -hmm. and a comedian and suck as a CEO running a company. Yeah. Or he may be great. If he does, salutations to you. So anyways, that's what happened with Crowder. So if we can continue, we got a lot of other I stories. I have one quick follow-up. Yes. Because, by the way, kudos to everything you just said right there. What I just want to pinpoint real quick is the advice for Crowder, you took this advice and you, I, I, everything you're saying makes complete sense. What I want to ask is one specific thing. When the guy, who's the guy that said, hey, be careful, don't do this, don't make this announcement, think before you do it, yeah. who was that guy? Bill, Bill Vogel. Okay, so yeah. Bill. So you have this vision, you have this plan, you have yeah. this idea, you have this company you want to start, and you said you're in bed, you're tossing attorney, 30 days, 60 days. What was it that you were unsure of, and what kind of clarity did you need to get to say, all right, I'm doing it now? Okay. July 17th, Can what I, changed? Very simple. Why are you not married with kids? <laughs> Same exact thing. Okay, what, clarity? No, no, why are you not married with kids? I mean, that's a, we, could, we do it a whole hour podcast No, no, about it's that. one word. It's one word. There's no other words, bro. It's the scariest word in the world. Commitment? R responsibility. Oh, shit, yeah, that too. Bro, that weight is so heavy. Yeah. Are you kidding me? Marriage? You know what kind of responsibility comes with risk for freaking being married? Mm. Or kids? Are you out of your mind to have one, two, three, risk four, five? It is very hard. So the same fear men, you and I have yeah. of being married and having kids is the same fear and anxiety we have of saying, you want me to say I'm responsible for this mission and this vision? Vision? This is a little too much, man. I don't know. And then you're praying, you're talking, you're walking, you're trying to – because it's you can't talk to your wife. You can't talk to your – you know, and by the way, at the time I was single. I wasn't married yet, okay? You can't talk to anybody at the time. You can't go to your dad and say, what do you think about this mission of saving America? He's like, what's saving America? Save the David family. <laughs> Who cares oh about America? Gosh, you know, help me, <laughs> <laughs> Look at saying. Look at that. That's hilarious. So anyways, but yeah. the point is it's a very lonely place to be when you want to cast a vision like that. So anyways, I don't well, want to go on this What I appreciate about that is, is that you took your time to make that decision and that announcement. Scary you go thought. Into it scary, lightly. scary thought, man. So, anyways, that's the idea with uh, Stephen Crowder and some of you guys with James O'Keefe. Mm -hmm. Hopefully, we'll get a chance to get him on tomorrow to find out what's going on with uh, uh, all this stuff with Pfizer. Did you see what he did with that video? That video on Twitter got 26 million views. <laughs> then you know what he does? He goes and rents. I don't want to play the video because we'll play tomorrow and we'll James. talk about it. He goes and rents a truck, playing the video on all angles, and parks it in front of Pfizer's headquarters. Oh my god, that's a massive <laughs> troll, bro! I we love gotta, it. we he gotta parks build. it in front of Pfizer's headquarters, man. Yeah. You gotta be bold. Here's an to idea do that. for us. We can work on this. We need to put together a top ten troll in the world thing. Oh yeah, we got Elon that. there. He, we got Jake Paul on. there. James O'Keefe is in a top ten, he's no doubt at this list. point. He's on that. Yeah, list. And Pat, here's he's my here, here, guys. You guys, a question in regards to that video where you put. By that the way, guy, that the, the text we just sent, the event's about to sell out. I know. So if, I mean, if it I knew sells that. out, this is why you wanted to be on the crew, uh, text list. If the event's Burn. about to sell out, Cayenne, uh, uh, what's Marty, the date of it? Text message. It's going to be February 23rd. February 23rd. But keep going. Go ahead. No, you were no, saying. No, no, Pat. So, so, it, so, Project Veritas, James O'Keefe, they exposed that guy. I mean, they've been exposing people left and right for that's that's their thing, right? So they get this guy. Then the video on YouTube. Why does YouTube take it down? Because it was COVID misinformation. 
I don't know, because you know YouTube took down that video. The video had how many millions of views? Well, we'll take... find out tomorrow. No, I, I, yeah, no, exactly. And then, we'll find but, out but, tomorrow. but here's the Pat. Pat, when you see stuff like that, when you see pe- people getting silenced, what happened to America's like our anger, our things where we like go in the streets? Like when you see stuff in Brazil, those people when they're pissed, bro, they go into the freaking streets. When you see Iran, they're in the streets. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This episode is brought to you by Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. In breaking news, leading scientists worldwide are conducting experiments to determine if Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the perfect combination of peanut butter and chocolate. However, it appears the study was inconclusive, as the scientists couldn't help but eat all the Reese's. Because when you want something sweet, you can't do better than Reese's. Find Reese's now at a store near you. What happened to us? What happened to America? Americans were like, you see something like it's in your face. Pfizer, the government, all these people are, are all together to just screw us when it comes to our health and all this. Nobody. He makes this video and he's like, it's in your face. Guys, they're collu- they're tech- really colluding. All this shit with Pfizer and the government and, the, 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 uh, and nothing happens. Well, you know, you, you, you have to know there's a, many more people who feel the same way as you do, but they don't know what to do. Okay. <laughs> They don't know what to do. If this video got 25 million views, yeah. there's 25 million people interested in a story like that that are, it's not 25 million views. It's how many people share it so like this and watch it yeah. with five people, yeah. six people. Who shared it on so, some other Yeah, platform. so really yeah. 25 million is probably 100 million people that saw this. So impact's being made, and he's making people's life harder, but we'll see what's going to happen there. Let's go to you. Let's go to uh, Chad GBT. I know you got yeah. some thoughts on that right there. Yeah. So uh, Chad uh, GBT and AI-driven investment fund powered by IBM Watson Supercomputers quietly beating the market by nearly 100%. And Chad GBT banned by New York University to prevent plagiarism. And then there's another story that just came out about teachers rejoice. Chad GBT creators have released a tool to help detect AI-generated writing this is an insider story specifically for parents, and here's what it is. Since its launch, ChatGPT has caused shockwaves in many industries due to its skilled writing and coding abilities. The bot has already accomplished several impressive feats, including passing the U.S. medical licensing exam, a Wharton MBA exam, and four law school courses. However, ChatGPT has also caused handwriting among teachers and other education professionals who say the bot will help students get better at cheating and plagiarism. On Tuesday, the company launched a web-based program called AI Text classifier to tackle the issue the program will uh, flag paste it in text uh, with the following labels very unlikely unlikely unclear if it is possibly or likely ai generated anyways so this is to help with the teachers but again what are you going to do with that there's very likely that you did that or unlikely it's going to be kind of weird but what are your thoughts with what's going on with chat gbt right now i think with chat gbt pat just with automation in, in in general it scares the hell out of me because it's slowly but surely like like Amazon's laying off thousands, Microsoft's laying off thousands, McDonald's laying off thousands. It's going to eliminate half the workforce. Robots are going to take over. So if you're in high school or your kids are in high school, you better have them learn a trade that a robot can't steal from them. Do you understand what I'm talking about? Doctors, uh, you're fine. Engineers, you're going to be good. But if it's something a robot's doing, bro, you better find something, your niche, that's different. Like, thank God we're in the entertainment world. I mean, until a robot can make people laugh and write, and act, which will be, I'll be dead by then, figure out something. because, And I think it's scary, Pat. All those people are going to be losing all those jobs. They're going to be trying to look for food and it's poverty. It's going to be in the next 20 years, bro. It's going to be scary as shit because they're taking over the jobs that all these people are like, ah, they're not really trying to upgrade and get better because now it's a really big shift because I don't remember, Pat, I remember as a kid, this is how old I am, I was watching TV and I would see www. That's when the website, the internet started. I was like, what the hell? Why are they putting it on everything? And then now look where we are. Right now is that age for that robotic chat GBT and all this. My Our friend Mike, Mike that works here showed me this and it, what it's doing, it's mind-boggling. So you better tell your kids, tell yourself, figure out something that an iRobot type of machine can't 
can't take over because it's coming, and it's coming fast. It's scary. Yeah, I mean, look, it, it, there's a there's a camp that is part of your camp that's afraid what's going to happen in the future that a lot of jobs are going to be stolen mm-hmm. and taken, and there's a camp that thinks this is going to create new jobs and we're going to have to learn new skill sets. There's a, a article that came out from Harvard Business Review that said anybody you hire today within 18 months has to learn 10 new skill sets, meaning things are changing. So, Rob, you're typing your mic. Yeah. So every – yeah, there it is. Uh, uh, no, that's not the one. There's another article that says uh, executives. It's something about executives, that executives have to learn 10 new skill sets every 18 months. Jesus. Whoever you hire today doesn't yet have the skill sets for the job that's going to be needed in 18 months. Wow. So that's just the, the only problem today is going to be the following. Here's a problem. Those who take their time to learn a thing that we have to learn today will be left behind. Your, your ability to adapt and learn quickly, if you don't, you will pay a price for it. That is the only thing. Those folks will pay a price. A lot of changes are coming, and it's constant, and it ain't slowing down. So, uh, But we're going to see what's going to happen. Mm-hmm. Go ahead. You look like yeah, you want to no, say something. I just, uh, th- there's the, I'm not even sure if Vinny's in that camp, but he kind of ma- pled his case for that camp. I'm in the other camp. Um, the market will figure out what the market will do. I mean, I, I think you know, that camp that Vinny's kind of describing is the Andrew Yang camp. Go- technology's taking our jobs. We're going to need UBI. We're going to need to print money. People stay home. you got to work because technology's taking your job. If there's anything we learned during COVID is that just printing free money and paying people to stay home doesn't exactly work well. I think uh, much like how the internet people kind of were saying this in 2000, Y2K, the internet's taking our jobs. We don't need it. It's like, well, things are fine. I think uh, capitalism, free enterprise, um, inventing, reinventing, reinventing yourself, pivoting. A wise man once said, outwork, outimprove, outstrategize, outlast. The market's going to be changing. And I think it's your job to improve, get better, learn new skill sets, and utilize technology to help you improve rather than being scared of technology. So, you know, I'm utilizing chat, GPT, just Mm-hmm. to come up with copywriting and to come up with ideas or titles and I'm using that to my advantage I'm not worried that they're taking jobs necessarily so you, you, just you know, keep improving you know it's, it's amazing uh, you said that years ago a guy told me because like, I used to love shining my shoes mm-hmm. me too and I used to love ironing my clothes I mean I love ironing clothes and you know starch you starch, starch them up I love it you yeah. know the main starch I love and it cheap one mm-hmm. and I, I used to love it right and one guy says, you know, that's a uh, $10 an hour job you're doing right there. Mm-hmm. How do you expect to make millions and you're doing $10 an hour job, right? What ChatGBT does is it just showed you that job that used to be worth $55,000 is no longer a $55,000 job. Now somebody else can do it. No different than somebody that does your shoes or your suit or your haircuts how come you don't learn how to cut your own hair how come you don't learn how mm-hmm. because somebody else can do that this is not an insult that is a job that someone else can do yes and there are many jobs that others were doing that technology is going to start doing go ahead tom yeah i see three things first of all i agree with you 100 uh, percent there's three things i see on chat gpt first of all is plagiarism second of all is jobs and third is new frontier under plagiarism you know this is always comes around but it always gets solved i'll give you an example Teachers were concerned about Wikipedia. Oh, kids can just go on the Internet, take the mouse, cut and paste all the stuff, and make a little term paper up by putting their own voice on it and then editing a little bit. That was true. Well, guess what? Capitalism struck. Entrepreneurs struck. Chegg, C-H-E-G-G dot com, and DupliChecker are used by teachers in schools all over the place. And I require you to send in your, uh, your term paper digitally they run it through check check comes back yeah this is plagiarized this is plagiarized this is here here it's very effective and guess what it's resulted in because of the presence of the capitalist tool giving teachers the ability to check guess what they did use wikipedia they put in the bibliography as a source but they're still writing their term papers the same thing is happening now they're going to put tools together to say hey you know what this is it this is this is ai generation and this is how it it how it how it happens and so plagiarism. And the BizDoc babe tells me all about this. She says, tools always show up to help the teachers because the schools mm-hmm. is the most concerned about it. The second thing is jobs. It's just changing. There, Look, there are robots that are welding together cars now. And all the scare and everything, oh, this is going to eliminate factory workers. UAW is going to lose workers. Well, guess what? It 
it, those workers are doing different things now, and there are robots putting that together. Oh, we want $15 an hour you know, minimum wage in New York. Suddenly McDonald's had kiosks apparently built by the same company that built Southwest Airlines kiosks. And by the way, the kiosks showed up at airports, and there was less workers at the desk to do anything other than take your bags. It's just a rotation of the economy. Mm-hmm. The jobs, it's just a rotation. The tide comes in, the tide comes out. And in terms of new frontiers, Pat's right. A $55,000 a year for, you know, a marketing person writing copy suddenly becomes, you know, maybe a $70,000 a year somebody managing and using ChatGPT yeah. to write it. And so I, I think this is just another example. A technology comes up. There's fear, but then there's acceptance and utilization and understanding that it all keeps working forward. Personally, you know, I want things to keep growing toward the future because we talked at the beginning of this about has the first person been born that will live to 150 years? Why is that? Because of medicine, because of research, because of the time in which we live, not because that they could get a toothache in 1915 that could go septic and kill them, right? This is all part of the the wave of how technology actually makes life better. Don't be afraid of it. Embrace it. Go do something with it. By the way, let's just go into that. Can I, I just I, comment on one, one thing Todd said, uh, Tom said, because I fully agree with what you're saying. And and sometimes the wisdom of Tom does gets overlooked because he talks so fast and like I just got so much stuff and I wrote down some notes. Here's what I'm saying to you. You said sometimes the tide comes in, the tide comes out. Just like, you know, what goes up must come down. Here's what I'll tell you. The, the return of old school is kind of happening when all this technology you're presented with, what are the, in school, now they're going to make you do handwritten essays. No longer digital stuff. You have to do it. Okay, dating apps. We've realized, oh, right, that's great. But you know what's even better? Meeting up in real life. Yeah. What's crazy? Bitcoin. It's a digital crypto. It's like, you know what's better? Cash. <laughs> so like this this reset, just kind of the tide going out, tide coming back in, I think is fully an, a, a great example that Todd just I, that's, I, I agree. Old School was a great movie, and that was a very, <laughs> you know, what you So he's said, the right? wisdom. So now he's the wisdom. Yeah, yeah. Do me a favor. Earmuffs right. real quick, okay? Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. All right. I'll tell you, so, vinyl sounds pretty good. Has, okay. I like has, has first person to live to be 150 years old been born? This is a Harvard Gazette story. David Sinclair, scientist and aging expert and director of Harvard Medical School's Paul F. Glenn Center for Biology of Aging Research, was asked about his previous statement on the possibility of someone living to 150. He responded by saying, over the last 20 years, there have been a number of molecules that have been found to, um, is that really the word he says? Do you see the word? To, uh, uh, what page are we on? Right there, over the past. To the, the, uh, is that the article right there um, that you have? Yes. Over That's the past 20 years, there's been a... How do you pronounce retard. that word? Retard. Is that really retard. a word to I, I, say the aging process? It's a scientific really? term. Retard. That's yeah. weird. You're, yeah. It's a slow. You, you don't use it... Okay, I'm going to say it. In psychology, you would say retard, which is bad, and especially if you're yeah. using it at somebody, if you're not using it in a clinical sense. Canceled. The other <laughs> word... No, the other word is retard. Like, retard, it's gross. Retard. So, retard. Yeah, yeah, like flame so, retardant. Yeah. That's so exactly like, right. He was re- retard. He was a retard. Like, uh, like, uh, uh, what do you call it? Uh, <laughs> yeah, aging process. At least in animals, and potentially a couple of drugs okay. that aren't humans. That made me optimistic that somebody who might make it to 150 has already been born. In this chapter, we're shown at the possibility to reset the age of the body up to as much as 50 percent. Uh, uh, we can reverse aging in other issues, tissues. As well, if you can reset the age of the body multiple times, I think it would be dangerous to set an upper limit. I think it's inevitable. He concluded with these technologies are developing now and the speed of development is getting faster and faster. So I don't think it's far away that people will live up to 150 years old. And I'll finish up with the story because they go kind of together. From Jeff Bezos to Jack Dorsey, here's 14 world's wealthiest entrepreneurs trying to crack the code of living forever, Okay. Peter Thiel, Larry Ellison, Larry Page, Sergey Brin, Mark Zuckerberg, Sean Parker, Dorsey Bezos, Yuri Milner, Dmitry Itzikov, David Murdoch, Robert G. Miller, Brian Johnson, and Wojciechowski. All of these guys are trying to. So, 150 years old, Tom. 150 years old. First of all, I know you're dealing with an anti-aging company right now. The project don't don't say anything until you finalize it. You told me I was shocked to even. I don't need the fact that you're willing to be tested for it. I applaud you. you. I wouldn't have done it. You saw, but you you you're the one that sent me the article that said that. I said I said it's up to, but it's you got to risk it. I'm not going to tell you to risk it. You got to decide whether you want to take that risk. 
And I know you're still thinking about it's it's reverse reverse aging, aging, but we'll see what happens. Okay. Tom, would you want to live to 150 years old? Um, No. (laughs) I think people are going to want to tap out of this life long before that um, with with a lot that's going on. No, no. Would I would I like to live? You know what? You know, I'll live the years that God gives me. And if it turns out I'm born into a time that I'll live to 150, I want to do as much as I can with each moment. Uh, You've already heard me say. I personally don't want to retire. You know, I want to teach. I want to keep working. I have no desire to get a metal detector and walk up and down the beach looking for somebody else's wedding ring. <laughs> you know? What <laughs> you a know? visual. What a visual. What a visual. Well, we're, we live in South Florida, so you Makes can kind of see a couple of those guys yeah, out there. I, I love them. Hey, Patrick, I found a watch today. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Tom, I got to go. <laughs> Adam, 150. Would you want to live up to 150? I think uh, hey, you know, life is precious. And I think, you know, the longer you live, I, like, I have a goal. I want to get to 100. That's just me. You know, 150, God bless. I think, I don't remember who it was. I don't know if it was Neil deGrasse Tyson or who it was exactly. And they said, the problem with wanting to live that long is that, uh, you know, procrastination is the killer of success. And if you know that you're going to have a long life and you've got 150 years to get stuff done, You'll sleep in a little bit longer. You'll hit that snooze button. Antonio Robbins, I think, mm-hmm. gave an amazing speech yeah. about this. Like, stop chasing your dreams. Stop stay in bed. Just stay in your lane and yeah. take a nap. So I think, you know, if you are going to live that old, that you, you, you'll kind of not have motivation if, and procrastination will if take If I'm going to look like that, Pat, there's no way in hell <laughs> but, I want to live to be 100. That's, that's, that's 100. 118. That's, so imagine another wow. 32 Dude, years on top 150. Of What's up with the guy top not, left? He but, looks like he's doing well, they're, great. They're, you're not What's up with that anywhere. guy? He's, he's killing it. People are that bringing guy. you play. You realize that, Pat? That guy was 146. Yeah. He claimed to be 146. Is that a bullet I, in his I, mouth? Or would, <laughs> is that a tooth? What is that? Oh, look. He got his first tooth. It's a bullet as a tooth. Yeah. Here's my thing, Pat. And at that age, at that age, I mean, unless you're very keeping tan, up though. to great, oh, right. very tan. But like, you're now a burden on other people because you're not going anywhere by yourself. People are carrying you, and you're an ordeal mm-hmm. now. They're like, hey, Pat, like Pat's coming. Yeah, get the chair, get the IV, get the yeah, shut, the, not, cut the blinds. Can I ask no. you something? Yeah. Okay. God comes to you. Yeah. You're 75 years old. <clears throat> Says, Vinny. Yes, God. You're 75. Mm-hmm. Yep. You finally have really retired because you, what, Social Security won 65. It was 75. Can you do this in James Earl Jones' uh, voice? <laughs> okay. Just to be, yeah. Vinny. Vinny. Yeah. This is God. Yes. Yeah, God. Well done. You've Thank lived 75 years and now they've let you retire in Social Security. Thank you. I'm giving you another 75 just to think about the first 75. I don't want that, God. There you go. Yeah, I'm, I'm good. I'm actually good, God. <laughs> I'm yeah, good. I don't know. I I, I don't know. Just, All right, just come on you, Yes, no, no, but I'm saying back. Would no, you or not? No, no hell no. I'm good. I'm good. If I up to hundred, hey, listen. If I'm a burden on others, hell, that's no. exactly it. Hell no. Yeah. Bro, I don't like, like I, people knowing that I'm no. in the bathroom doing yeah. my thing. No, now no, I have no. to do it in front of people. I have to listen. I don't want to look like that. That guy looks like a White yeah. Walker from freaking <laughs> Game of Thrones. Well, I'm good. I'll say this. I think the saddest thing that anyone can experience is like your children dying before you oh, yeah. Yeah. or your grandkids. And that's something I get. We're living in like fantasy land right here. But to, yeah. for everyone you know that you've yeah. ever known and loved to die, and yeah. then their kids all die because you live another... No, I'm good. Yeah, that, could get, good. that could get aggressive. I'm Listen, no, uh, is- if you really want to know what it feels like, go watch the movie Age of Adeline, okay? Go watch the movie. By the way... Did- Speaking of movies, I saw The Judge. I was going to send you a photo. Tell me. Let me explain something to you. I hated you for it because whatever song they picked for that goddamn movie, I was like... I was making food, and I was just like... Bon Iver. I was crying. It was such a no, good song, because it's a, a for oh, it. what's yeah. his name, Iron Man, uh, Robert, Robert Downey Jr., Jr. Robert Duvall, the father, the relationship when they're in the bathroom when he has to take care. Did you watch? Dude, it uh, made me cry, and I was mad it? at him because it, the Judge was a great I'm, movie. It was a great movie. You you think I'm joking? It is I'm going to be watching it on the plane ride this weekend. I've scheduled it with Where my you girl. Going? Like God. we are. Where are you guys going? Could I come? We're going uh, skiing. Okay. Very very emotional. Very good, very emotional. Very state of okay. It All right, awesome. Sounds good. So by the way, yeah, Rob, make a note. Zero podcasts 
for Adam. Wow, that's Until right. Adam. So tomorrow, James O'Keefe, you're not on. You're going to be on nope. tomorrow with if Jim Perfect. Come. Perfect. You got to. You got to give me time you, to watch the movie. I gave you gave two weeks, weeks since really? Brian Callen. No, I paid okay? for it. Okay. So tomorrow it's going to be us. What happens if I don't watch the movie for a month? No problem, dude. Okay. I, we get a break from you. <laughs> I get a break okay. for a month. <laughs> we don't have a problem. That's a decision you got to make. We should God. talk about this story. All right, let's go to the tipping story. We're going to go to the tipping about story. About how high earning men are cutting back on their work. And we want you to to spend more time by yourself and you know enjoy what? your become spend time Challenge with your intrapersonal accepted. okay all right so let's go to the story when should you leave a tip american sound off on cultural pressure oh wow Uh-oh. such terrible pressure people are having right now if you enjoy eating gout then you could be feeling uh, growing cultural pressures around one of the service industry's most controversial topics tipping Tipping at quick service and to-go establishments is frustrating, creates a social pressure, saying nursing students and CNA Addison Reed. Day trader Sean McDonald and Reed express frustration at the expectation to tip for drive through or to-go services and say they run into the issues frequently. Reed says she tips 15% on average for quick food services and feels obligated to tip when the worker is standing there watching her. McDonald says he would tip for good quality service, but express concern about whether the gratuity goes to the server, the store owner, or corporate. McDonald's suggested businesses include fine print on their tipping uh, prompt specifying where the tip goes. So, Adam, I'm going to go to you first. Thoughts on tips? I mean, it's, nothing's more awkward than just ordering some food. <laughs> it's, you know, you go to Chicken Kitchen across the street. It's 11, uh, 12 bucks for your meal. And then they hit you with, how much do you want to leave as a tip? Oh, God, Two, oh, three, oh, four, oh, five. That. It's like... Okay, now I'm face to face with the lady. She's like looking at you, like, so what you gonna do? Yeah, <laughs> you're not gonna give me three extra dollars for giving your foot. It's like, now it's I'm, awkward. I'm gonna, right now. I'm gonna assume, yeah. I'm gonna guess that she's Latina. Yeah, that with girl. that voice I just okay. did right there. But, but they, I, and I, I hate that. By the way, I hate awkward moments. They should have like, like you know, in voting, you go in that little thing. Give me like a tip room. Why go in there? Don't just stand there and make it. Weird, yeah. Well, they, yeah. How much are you gonna tip me? Huh? Yeah, how much? I'm like, can you? I just turn handed around? you your food. Yeah, can you turn around, please? Like, this is awkward. You yeah. know what I mean, like, it's. I, yeah, if I don't they're like, using this, if they're using the system by square or toast, they just turn they the turn iPad it. around you, yeah. and then they point. Uh, yeah, just right there. Yeah. And, they, and they're staring at you. So, um, I'm not gonna name the name of it, but <laughs> we take the girls and we love to go out to. Um, it's a very creative dessert place that uh, makes you know. Frozen yogurt and they use nitrogen. Big yeah, I got you. It's real fun. And I asked one time, I said, Hey, if I tip here, where does this go? And the girl there says, Oh, I don't know. Oh, great. And so obviously it doesn't go to me because otherwise she would cheerfully say, Oh, it goes to us. We split it. Whoever's on shift, we split it. Mm-hmm. Um, like, have you ever had, uh, you ask a valet, Do I tip you? I'll oh, just put it on the thing. Right. We split got it. Got you. Yeah, yeah. You know? Uh, and so I'm. I'm not on the tip thing on the the retail cash register. If I'm just buying something and you're handing it to me, we didn't have tips for many, many years, and I'm not convinced that the the core workers are getting it. If I know the worker's getting it and they've done something nice, I will take care of that person. I agree. I agree, 100%. I'm I'm with them. And mind you, I I tip really, really well, and I don't even have money like that. Because I, I know I'm being dead. Pat, like, I tip to where sometimes they walk away and they go, are you? And I'm being dead serious. Like, I went to go eat with Kelly. I tipped them. I even asked. I go, how much could I feel bad if I go under? But the the, the fact that the girl just stays there, I, I, I'm at the point in my life, I'm 44, I go, excuse me, can you just at least look over there? It's just awkward because I'm putting it, and then you're sitting there looking at it. It makes me feel it makes me feel. Really you give weird. the old look over there, I and then like you I reach go, in and you grab the tip exactly. out again? Exactly. I go, fire! And then I just... <laughs> Bernie Mac told a joke about her looking at him. Do you know this no, joke? No, no, tell me. Tell it's me. a dirty I joke. Look. It's a freaking oh, awesome joke. Here you go. Here it comes. It's, I can't say it. Oh, okay. it's right. tell me, tell remind me after. afterwards. Okay, I'll okay. tell you. Bernie Mac is my guy. But okay. uh, uh, God bless his soul. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> two year old. She the shepherd for the devil. <laughs> you know, whatever she says, the other two motherfuckers do. <laughs> <laughs> you tell the story him about your uncle that downstairs. doesn't even speak English. And- him downstairs. What do you mean, him downstairs? Yeah. Two. <laughs> Six-year-old. Bernie was good. Step foot the so what, what's his, what's his <laughs> joke with the tip, though? <laughs> Shepherd. Like the, she's hurting everybody. Oh, anyways, God. what's the joke with the tip? He'll tell us after. Bernie Mac. Dirty. It's dirty. Oh, okay. So anyways, so uh, uh, tipping. Um, yeah, if the money doesn't go to them, I don't uh, uh, over-tip. If the money is like a pool, like if they do a pool tip, 
I don't like that. Like, you know, sometimes valet, they'll do a pool tip. I'm like, yeah, can I give it to you? No, it's going to go to pool. Okay, so here's 20 bucks. I was going to give you 100 bucks, but here's 20 bucks. Hey, where's this going to go? This is going to go to me. Fantastic. So here's a tip that goes to you. Now, if service is bad, will you tip zero? Say you go to a restaurant. It is absolutely horrible, Tom. Insult, late, annoying, nothing they do is right absolutely horrible, will you tip zero? Yes, I will if it is 100% on the server. But if the kitchen was slow, there's other things there, and they've got like seven tables and they're running around, and they didn't have enough people there. Very good feedback. Then I cut some slack. But if I know it's just that person, their attitude. Forgot the is, order, putting the wrong order, you know, just... Or, you know, the, 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 the one I hate is the appetizers comes out and 13 seconds later, somebody else comes out of the kitchen with the dinner. And I'm like, I didn't I ask you just to appetizers and give us a little time? Yeah. And, and that's all on the server. Oh, are you ready for this, Matt? Yeah. So me and, me and Kelly yesterday went to go eat ramen. That one, yeah. It's a really good spot, right? Normally when you walk in, there's one one of the waitresses. Hi, she's welcoming time. She's such, it's an experience. She's awesome, right? This girl, I could already tell from the beginning. We sat there. Me and Kelly are chilling, and then Pat, Pat, nothing is. I had to. I had to walk to a table, get the menu. I brought the menu. We're looking mm-hmm. through it. I order an appetizer. We order the meal. Uh, I I got on the Palmer. We like it's. We like it the same way. I go little iced tea. That she shows up. It's all lemonade. She goes. I trust me. I put iced tea. She didn't. I asked for iced tea on the side. Should, our, our ramen comes, no appetizer. I don't say anything. And then all, all this, it was just the worst. She was young or whatever. I still, I even asked, I, I go tell you, Kelly, how much? And we even put even more than, it, unless they no. do something personal to me, like, hey, but, and I told her, I go, Good no, we you. don't want it. I still feel bad well, unless they're an asshole guys, or, or a bitch. All I'm saying to you is DM Vinny to come to your restaurant. <laughs> yeah. Because whether you give shitty service or not, he's going to tip you. I feel bad Good for the for person because she was You're young. You're such she a socialist young. at restaurant. I'll, I'll add one more thing. <laughs> Tom, when you, when you give the zero tip, do you give any insight or any uh, encouragement to the server meaning like i've been a server before and i uh, i think server is actually a great job if you want to do anything in sales you're out there you're working you have a system you got to you know meet you're with closing, people you're, you're you know yeah. you're upselling it's such yeah. a great job to kind of to understand people and, and social dynamics but if there's a, someone who's a shitty server the last thing i'll do is just tip them nothing and be like and because that's gonna uh, these fucking people they yeah. don't t-. it's like i'll say hey listen I'm a 20% guy across the board. Decent service, great service, 20% unless unless there's something extra. Mm-hmm. I would say, hey, listen, I'm a 20% tip guy. Sorry to let you know you did not deserve meet the, uh, meet the standard. But I'm going to tip you, So, and I don't want you to feel like things are, you know, like you didn't do your job. But the next time I come here, the next customer, just understand that they're probably not going to tip you like this because your service was pretty poor. Here's some money. It's eight bucks, yeah, whatever it is. Yeah. But... You know, keep improving. I, li- I actually like that a lot more. I just hate those awkward moments. You guys are very noble. I, yeah, may, if- I may write something. I may write, like, something simple that says, like, I don't know what's going on. What's up? I mean, no, I'll say that. I don't know what's up, but the service was non-existent. <laughs> oh, you're going to write the note. I love I'll, it. He's I'll, leaving I'll a tip. Do you have tip. a pen on you or do you ask them for a pen? Or no, I'll, I'll use... <laughs> No, if they've given me a no, pen. No, because nothing's more awkward. Hey, can I borrow a pen? By the way. No, no, Here's no, a little note for you. No, no, no. I mean, th- there's You a ain't pen. shit. They, no, they bring your credit card back with the with the slip. And yeah, yeah, I use yeah. The by pen by the way. If, you, I don't, I'm not mean. I don't just say, it's unfortunate your mom was pro-life. You know? It's what? Like, <laughs> <laughs> you, know, <it's, laughs> you know, it's like... <laughs> I'm taking a stand. <laughs> well, she's just, she's, you see her head come up like, who the hell was that? By the way, if you want to hear real stories oh with restaurants, God. Mario, Moral, Tikrin will tell you plenty of stories of what happens with restaurants. I've oh walked God. in, hostess was bad, I'll walk out immediately. Beautiful. Uh, waitress is bad, you know, or wait, waiter is bad, you know, we'll have the conversation. But the best thing to do is the following. Here's what you don't, here's what we don't do enough of. If the waiter or the waitress is great, I always do this. I love doing this. I'll say, um, can I talk to your manager, please? And they'll always say, oh, God. is everything fine? Yeah. And I'll, I'll say it in a very serious tone. It's fine, but I need to speak with your manager immediately. <laughs> and then they walk away and they're like, oh, I like what happened? I, we, and they'll say, is there anything I can do? I'm telling you. I need to speak with the manager Was it the food? Is there anything I can do? So then the manager will show up, and you see them watching from a distance on what we're saying to the manager. They say, what's your name? 
Johnny. Johnny, how long have you been a manager here? Three years. I got to tell you, Johnny, I don't know what you do here. Mm. I have no idea what you do with your guys. But our waitress was absolutely amazing. She's a sweaty probably. She was phenomenal, kind, respectful, on time. The iced tea, lemonade, Arnold Palmer, 90-10, flawless. Perfect. She brought the balsamic glaze. She brought the honey. Uh, uh, asking if we'd like more three refills. She wasn't just bringing one refill and walking away and not coming back up. She's a perfect. So whatever service you guys got, fantastic. Please make sure she knows about it. I want to make sure you knew about it. She's amazing. You guys are lucky to have her. That's amazing. And then they come back, the waitress. Yeah. And by the way, every, like eight out of ten times when you say this, they bring you free dessert. Or 100%. You something, and it's like, you know, that happens. It. We got this. Don't worry about this. We got that. But, you know, I think if you're going to give the negative feedback, you also have Reward. to give the positive feedback if they crush it. I agree. They crush it, give them the word. I agree. Phenomenal Pat, job. the place, the Casa D'Angelo, I don't know if you ever yeah. heard. Know, have you heard of the place? I've never been to before, it's but it's a nice place. Real, it's like the house <laughs> yeah. of Angelo. Really? Yeah. yeah. They actually have a balsamic uh, glaze that's on the Get table. Get out of here. It's actually weird because I think it's a picture of you on it. That's <laughs> but, Pat, like those servers, those servers Beast. are... The epitome of what you just said. Every single time I've gone there with you and your family, or, 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 or Tom, we've been there, all of us. Adam, yeah. They are on it. The iced tea. The, because good because of Michel. Michel's because there. of Michel. M- Michel is unfreaking-able. If if Michel is the kind of guy, if I ever was in a restaurant business, I would want Michel on my restaurant, and I would pay him twice the salary he's getting paid right now. Wow. Which one's Michel? Is that the, the tall Michel guy? is a tall Italian yeah. guy who's just, when he talks about how much he misses Italy, his family, he talks about his wife, he talks about, he's just the kind of guy that you want to be taken care of. By like a guy like that, gotcha. Phenomenal. Yes, the, 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 we went to the uh, Angelos on Monday or whatever it was, a couple yeah. days ago, right? Somebody sitting at our table. Adam's confused. <laughs> so we go sit in the table all the way in the back. So then Adam comes in, and this guy he says, But let me tell you what mistakes just we just made right. So what happened? He says, Those guys are sitting there because they said they're here to see somebody and they own the club eleven and we figured they're here it's to sit with you. you. Guys, yeah. that's so hilarious. you always have people that come here that want to see you. So we put them at your table. We thought he's your friend. <laughs> He says, what do you want us to do? I said, well, you can't ask him to leave. Anyway, so Adam goes, do you guys know those guys are the owners of 11? There's, I know them from the company. Like, anyways, long story. So yeah. But you know what happened? Nutella pizza. You get ice cream. You yeah. get this. Yeah, yeah. You get espresso. You get yeah. that. And Adam and, Adam and Tom are talking about how he was, you know, uh, uh, apologizing on my behalf. And they're just having this Stop. great conversation yeah. together. <laughs> it's just a fantastic. What I will say is, by the way, it was so awkward because I walked in. And you knew the guys. It's at Pat's table. He's always said that we sit. Yeah. I go, oh, I, I know these. What are the odds? I know these. Yeah, weird. They Randall. run 11 in Miami. Yeah. Shout out to you guys. Um, so I go, I say, hey, it was just awkward. Pat? But Pat is, what I know about Pat, is Pat is a B-back. I'll be back. At, at he, Pat, whether it, was in, whether it was in Dallas, you had two restaurants. It was Yard House with our friend Jason or Toulouse. Was, what was her, her name? Martin. 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 It's like, that's like... Pat's there. Two Not restaurants. Sure. He's he's Boom. a B-back. In in Boca when we were there, we were either at uh the not the yard house, it was the other house. Something um Gary Rack's farmhouse. Ra- kitchen. Yeah, farmhouse. Oh, wow. We were eating there. Or we were at uh Louis uh <laughs> Louis Bossy. And then here, obviously Angelo's and or the other Angelos. Well now we have but, to change apparently. Yeah, apparently. Dude, but so you're the type of guy that once something's good and it works and they treat you right. You'll be back. So you know, you know, these guys are working at the uh, the club that we're building. That when people come mm-hmm. to the first po- live podcast that we do, we're building a cigar lounge in the back. Mm-hmm. And by the way, the three tickets that we have, the one that they're going to go to the cigar lounge, the premiere, those two sold out already. There's nothing left. If there's only the general tickets left to send them back, so when we announce, so I, do I have to buy it now? Do I yeah. Have to go but, on? But, but, but let me just tell you the story. Yeah. So the guys that are doing our uh, uh, real estate stuff, or they're doing our construction stuff, they've done a bunch of things here. They've done a bunch of things at different buildings. I'm talking to them. I said, listen, guys. If you're good to us, I don't change relationship. I stick with partners that we do business with. 24-7, they're working at the office to build a cigar lounge in the back, the club. 24-7, they're working at the, the club. The cigar lounge is looking insane. The humidor, what we're going to do, the structure of the cigar lounge is going to be fantastic. Anyways. Um, What's crazy is that it's three weeks away. Yeah, we're getting banana. <laughs> we're getting to the end, and we're gonna we're gonna watch the Super Bowl there as well, and have a dime and all this other stuff. But let me do let's do one or two more stories, and then we'll wrap it up, and I'll give the link and uh, 
we uh, shall go from there. What story do you guys want to go into that we haven't gone into yet? What about, story about do Alec we Baldwin? Can talk, we okay, can let's talk Alec Baldwin. How, let's oh, do Alec Baldwin. We got Alec Baldwin. Dude, we got we got the, are you, the Tyree uh, Nichols. Adam, we got you okay if we don't do Tyree Nichols and we go to Alec Baldwin? Let's go. Uh, let's go to Alec Baldwin. We, I was going to say we Baldwin. could too. Another, let's go another to Alec layup Baldwin. for Hunter Biden. Yeah, let's yeah. go to Alec Baldwin. So here's what happens with Alec Baldwin. Alec Baldwin accused of extremely reckless acts and rust killing. Alec Baldwin and the former. Uh, armor on the film Russ has been charged with involuntary manslaughter and the fatal shooting of the film cinematographer. According to court papers filed in the first uh, judicial district court in New Mexico, prosecutors accused Baldwin of not uh, receiving sufficient firearm training, failing to handle safety co- uh, complaints, putting his finger on the trigger of a real firearm instead of a replica, and pointing the firearm at the cinematographer and director. Armorer Hannah Gutierrez Reed was accused of not checking the rounds she located, loaded the firearms into, allowing the rounds of the set, uh, on the set allowing ammunition to not be secured, failing to stay with the firearm, and not being qualified for the armor position. Baldwin has long maintained he is not responsible for the fatal shooting. Prosecutors told Baldwin was culpable for not checking. He was also culpable for not checking the gun or ensuring someone else did. And for not attending firearm safety training, at, uh, Vinny. So, and and and, but mind you, I'm, I was always a fan of Alec Baldwin from Hunter Red October and just all the movies and everything. But this guy showed his true colors, um, even before Trump. But then during like all the incidents that he got into in front of his house in Manhattan with all the, you know, yelling at, you know, try to yell and like get confrontational with women to all that stuff. And this is just a a, a a a prime case of just the narcissist and the hypocrite. This guy went after the NRA, talking all this crap about guns and. Nobody, you know, all these people that are having guns. Bro, the number one rule with guns is what you guys know, right? Always treat it as if it's loaded. One, 100%. Mm-hmm. He would have known this if he went to the training. Because, by the way, uh, he didn't show up, okay, to, to the actual required firearm training. But, you know, Mr. Mr. Hypocrite Guy. When he showed up, he was distracted, talking on his cell phone. Prosecutor say, there's a photo of him, Pat, finger on the trigger, Acting like you know, like a like a moron, like like trying to point at people and stuff. And like I said, if he knew, if he went to the training, that's the problem with all these people that are anti-gun and stuff that hate guns. Tom, if you're trained on it, less accidents like this happen. God forbid, and God rest the souls of the people that passed away. But it's always the the pot calling the kettle black. All the all the ones that bark and oh, look at this, look at that. Like you're the ones that are actually the idiots. You know what I mean? Like he's he's the moron. And if he paid attention and actually did the training, which I think the majority of Americans should have some basic training, because if God forbid you have to have a gun in your hand, none of this type of shit would happen. Uh, this has been going on for a long time, and so the prosecutors had a time to talk to everybody. And some of this language that I see from the prosecutor, we're in the insurance industry. Um, there are three of us here, Adam, you are, Pat, you are. Does some of this language look kind of like the thing that uh, an adjuster or loss control would be saying? Because remember, there's insurance on that set that's going to have to cover of course. The, the loss, that's going to cover the loss of life. There's insurance on there to cover lawsuits for injuries on set. It's There's huge. You know, we have insurance. When Valuetainment goes off and does a, a field shoot, we have insurance certificate. Not attending firearm safety training, you know, failing to handle safety complaints. And you know, all of this to me sounds like there's an investigation that's done here. And what happened on that set was a terrible accident and tragedy. And it can be an accident and a tragedy, but it doesn't take away from the place. It doesn't look like that they did the appropriate, um, you know, safety routine. And if you've ever gone and had gun training, and I have, when you're sitting, standing there side by side with someone who's teaching you about maybe a pistol you're thinking of buying, and you go to a firing range, they always say, down and away, down and away. Yeah. So you point it down and away, and he says, when I hand it to you, you look. And so he says, and he goes, and he'll say, that's loaded, look. And so I look. And that's always what they teach you, so that when you receive a firearm, I mean, it's what they did in the military, Pat, right? Don't assume what the guy just told you is correct. Down and away and look. Oh. And I, I think, sorry, dude, Baldwin, if there's pictures of you fooling around there and you didn't do the safety training, you're culpable. It's a terrible tragedy. You can call it an accident, but you're culpable, dude. When you say culpable, I guess we'll, we'll see what happens here. Like, I don't think anybody thinks that he is going to be He's not, not going to go to jail. He, he, he didn't want to murder this person. Let's no, get real here. He, it was of not first, not. second, third degree murder. I don't yeah. know if manslaughter is going to be the charge. But I think we're losing sight. This lady lost her life, innocent lady. You know, why is the gun even loaded to begin with with real bullets? What the hell is that all about? And then his defense of like, I didn't pull the trigger. It's like, I don't know how that works. Yeah. Uh, whatever that defense is. But 
at the end of the day, this is a, a really sad situation. I think he's going to lose some sort of civil lawsuit, have to pay the family a ton of money. Mm-hmm. I don't see Alec Baldwin, A-list, A-list Hollywood actor, going to jail oh, nothing. at all. No, definitely. No, no, no. So I think that's the bottom line. No, yeah, 100%. But it just goes it, it goes to show you, though, gun, like any gun on set. Could you mind yeah. you, and as being in Hollywood, being on a set, even when they would give you a gun out of it, and I'm an ex-military yeah. cop, Always away, never. And dude, I'm pretty sure every guy, we all know this. If you got a fake gun that you think is not loaded, you're doing quick draw McGraw. You're acting like a cowboy, yeah, and then not, boom, and then you. I mean, cool. tragic, but it could have been avoided. To your point, Adam, that's why I call. It. I said it's a terrible tragedy, and a tragedy that came out of an accident, but it was an avoidable accident. And on set, you know, the culpability goes to he's not going to go to jail, but there's insurance here, and there's you know settlements, and there's things like that. Kind of the ugly side of this. And um, it doesn't it doesn't bring back a, a, a gifted filmmaker. It's unfortunate. Look, I, I don't I don't care if the the person is uh, uh, agrees with me, disagrees with me. We're on the same page. We're not on the same page. You're on the team. You're not on the team. Nobody wants to see a story like this because an innocent person was killed mm-hmm. on the set, and this guy's life is ruined. I mean, you know, Alec messed up his life for being arrogant, foolish, and uh, not being responsible for it. It's just something that. Uh, it happens to everybody, but there isn't anything that's a higher level than this. You took yes, someone's yeah. life. So, uh, uh, you know, uh, how much of that responsibility is on him? How much of the responsibility on the other guy? Why the hell do you have a real weapon, uh, loaded weapon on the set anyways? Like as an actor, I'm assuming the actor's already thinking about doing their part, their role. Like mm-hmm. what else you want, you want me to also? So I don't know. I, 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 maybe the funding, they didn't have enough funding for it. They were too cheap in that area that they didn't want to make that investment. Who knows? But you're dealing with an A-lister. So, you know, anyways, what are you doing taking a movie? I don't know what Alec Baldwin is worth. Why are you taking, how much money were they paying you to be on a set that's being cheap about it? There's so many questions yeah. I have, but it's not my job. It's the, it's the jury's and the judge's job to make that decision. Did they finish the movie, Pat? Do you know if they actually Can't went forward you. with the movie? First That's of all, imagine question. that movie. Oh, my this God. This is the movie. Would you want to go watch the movie? Like, there, maybe, you know, it's like one of those... Uh, I don't know, dude. That's pretty crazy. Yeah. Uh, the filming... Uh, uh, resume. Yeah, they, they're, okay. they're going to so resume. They're doing it. Yeah, they, dude, what an awkward... Because, mind you, bro, if there's guns in that scene, there's guns throughout the whole damn movie. It's like a was like I wouldn't. Tr- I'd be like, yeah. nobody even touched this gun. We're gonna put like a fake gun in your hand. We don't want anybody pointing or doing anything. Well, let's listen. This is uh, 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 you, again. We'll see what happened here. At this point, it's the chance. Like Adam says, the chance of somebody like him and A-lister going to jail. Not like happen. Kevin Spacey, you're seeing that stuff. It's uh, yeah. probably not likely. He'll have mm-hmm. to pay, but we'll see what happens next. But. Uh, uh, it, it, Rob, I think it's time for us to show the link to the website for those that want to go to the event. It is called wow. 5990 Live. 5990 Live, the premier, premium ticket and VIP sold out within the first 10 minutes. So those two are gone. There's only a few tickets left on the $100 tickets. And if you can zoom in a little bit, that shows what comes with that. Uh, you get the general seating. You get the swag gift is what you get with that one. But it's $100 to come in live and be with us. It'll be the first one. We're giving away some a bunch of things for people that are coming to the first one. It's going to be a really cool event uh, live. And some will see the cigar lounge. We can't wait to see. Uh, all, we'd love to see everybody. But obviously, that's not possible right now. But we are looking forward to seeing many of you there who are able to buy the tickets. Go to 5990live.com if you want to put it in chat as well as comments, as well as description, uh, it's 5990Live. Uh, uh, let me just do so this. So I have so to buy a general ticket? Is that what you're saying? Well, that's all that's left. That's Even if I'm you saying. wanted to buy anything else, you couldn't. But So, so Tom there, can't escort me to like the cigar lounge to check it Tom out. Tom can, can be your cigars. escort after hours for different reasons, okay. but for this <laughs> event, it's a different <laughs> story. <laughs> Anyways, so, so, so looking forward to seeing everybody who is getting registered there. Uh, uh, hang on one second. Uh, give me one second. Yeah. Okay. So outside of that, I think there was one other last announcement that we had to make about, did you have a show? You got a show. I have going- a show today at, at, uh, yeah. 4 PM Saucecast. 4 PM. You got a show Saucecast. You got BizDoc. That's, uh, uh, you guys are talking about launching around In March or April, which is, which is exciting. And then I know you got some crazy Val- stuff that's Valutainment going on. Valuetainment comedy. Please uh, subscribe, guys, because I have some fun. And we also have Adam's birthday. Oh, Adam's get out. 
Well done, sir. That is wow. Happy birthday Alcohol. to you. There you go. Happy, Happy birthday, birthday to you. Happy birthday, dear Adam. Happy birthday to you. The big 30, huh, Adam? 39. 39. 39. 39 somehow, guys. Impressive. Looking good, dude. That is impressive. That That is is awesome. Happy birthday, gorgeous. As your mom I mean, would say, happy birthday. You never call. You never, you never, never call. You never call me, Adam. Thank you, guys. So how's it feel, man? Tell us what's the difference, man. You know what? Turning 40 again for the third time feels, <laughs> feels great, guys. Feels great. You I'm look looking, great. You look fucking You know, I'm fantastic. excited for the, the key word that you talked. A lot of responsibility in that second phase of your life. Looking forward to uh, that clarity, responsibility, and taking ownership for the next phase of my life. We have a guy, you know, like, we're debating whether we're going to live to 150. I've got a goal of 100. We're at 42, about to be 43 right now. I, I have a bet to win by 44, I hope. Knock on wood. We'll see. But uh, traveling this weekend for Jackson Hole, Wyoming for the birthday. Wyoming. Sick. Nice. And, uh, Sick. Excited, nice. To, excited to do this. But thank you, PBD. This is great. I'll make sure to chug the rest of this uh, brew it. champagne Please. before the sauce cast. But what this a good is great. Podcast. Thank and you. And for all of you out there, all you young ladies that are 27 and a half years old, you're now eligible to maybe go to dinner or date with Adam. Thank you. And Tom, by the way, it's 21 plus to enter the, uh, the, <laughs> the the ride, but uh, yeah. thank you for the... Uh, so don't discriminate, Tom. Anyways, man, I think, uh, you know, the, the consensus is out. A lot of people are saying the Adam of two and a half years ago on the podcast or two years ago versus today, he's changing. You know, mm. big time. The phrase big is time. He's, he's growing on me. I don't really know what that means. Maybe yeah. it's a, you know, uh, but, but uh, you know, it's a lot of... Uh, a lot of good things are happening. The future looks very bright. I for agree. I keep, that on, I keep that on my wrist right here. Listen, outwork, outimprove, outstrategize, outlast. That, that's what it is. I had fun today. This was awesome. Happy birthday. You, Great PBD. podcast. Join SauceCast today. Today. On- his show's going to be this afternoon. Take care, everybody. Uh, if we do it tomorrow, great. You'll see us. You won't see Adam because he's got to see the judge. <laughs> and he said he's not going to watch it yeah. till the split, so he won't be on. But it'll we'll be see. Yeah. We'll see. Maybe I'll do it tonight. If we don't do it tomorrow, we'll do it again next week. Take care. Have a great weekend. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Thank you, guys.